The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about so many lives to save, so little time. And of course, uh, unless you've been living under a rock for the last week or so, uh, we know that the world is continuing to become more and more um, dangerous, there, whether it's man-made disasters like terrorism or natural disasters like earthquakes, um, you are sure to find several in the headlines anytime you look. So, um, of course, today, um, you know, the situation in the Middle East is particularly um, volatile. Uh, the news now is Obama courting Iran for help in Iraq, big risks backlash. That's the uh, headline that's on Google right now. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, there are many confusing the situation, not just in uh, the Middle East, but all, uh, Iraq, Africa, all over the world. Um, it becomes more, more confusing, more dangerous every day. So fortunately for all of you, my dear listeners, <laughs> Uh, I have a, a lineup of guests that will um, be able to shed some light on the positive things that are being done, um, notably through um, the organization Magen David Adom. Um, it is, um, and it's it's corollary. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble talking. It's corollary, uh, the American American Friends of Magen David Adom, and. Um, and this is in conjunction with, or to let you know about, and by the end of the show I'll give you more details, but I just want you to know that if you are in the Los Angeles or Southern California area, there is um, an emergency preparedness event and community blood drive that is going to be coming up on June 22nd, so you'll be able to find uh, more information there as well. But, you know, instead of being just sitting back helplessly and looking all these headlines that every day I always say, you know, it shows the world is getting crazier, um, it's, it's going to be comforting for you to hear about some of these positive things that are being done and so that you don't feel quite um, that unsafe. Um, my guests today are Yanatan Yogodovsky. He is the Director of International Affairs at Magen David Adom. He's an expert on mass casualty response, emergency preparedness, and EMT. Um, he's been involved in the response to almost every mass casualty incident that's taken place in the last 25 years in the Jerusalem region in Israel. And um, he, uh, well, I'll, tell you, I'll ask him to tell you about how he got to 
uh, his current position, but he has been involved with this, suffice it to say, for quite um, quite <laughs> a lot of years and um, has been responsible for for a lot of work that has saved a lot of lives. Uh, Eric Levis is the assistant director and communications director at American Friends of Magen David Adom. Um, he is part of the team that raised $36 million for MDA in 2013, which we'll talk about as to why that was so important. Um, he has a bachelor's degree in broadcast journalism, a master's degree in Israel society and politics from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. So needless to say, we have quite two wise men on the, uh, on the show today and um, who will be able to shed some light on, on um, what we can do or what is being done um, to help protect us from these mounting dangers. So, Eric, why don't we start with you? Because I know that um, you work to try to explain to people, which is not always easy, um, how, why they should care, <laughs> American people and people all over the world, people outside of Israel, why they should care about the organization Magen David Adom. Well, thank you, Dr. Carroll, for having us uh, on the show today. It's really uh, it's an honor to, to speak to you and, and to the audience. I think in order for us to really understand the value that we as Americans can extract from, from Magen David Adom, let's understand what MDA, Magen David Adom, really is. It's the National Emergency Response Blood Services and Ambulance Service in Israel. And what that means is that the organization goes out and responds to every emergency and any emergency that occurs in Israel. So unlike how we have in the States, for example, 911, you call 911, let's say, God forbid, you, you stub your toe or you're in a traffic accident or, God forbid, a, a terrorist attack or a mass shooting. Unfortunately, we're seeing a lot more of those these days here in our communities in California, where I'm currently right now, or anywhere across the United States, we're seeing this, this sad trend um, progressing. So here in the States, we call 911, and we're never entirely sure, per se, which emergency response organization will show up, because the states, the various states, have different ways of, of managing the response. In Israel, with Magen David Adom, MDA is the National Emergency Response Organization. So you know exactly which ambulance is coming to save your life. You know exactly which paramedics will be there to treat you and to take you to a hospital in the fastest, most efficient, most life-saving way possible. So let's understand what Magen David Adom really is to, to begin with. It's, it's the emergency response organization nationally in Israel, and any time you have an emergency of any kind, that's who shows up. And having that national organization really lends um, to a lot of, um, of credibility, obviously, and, and certainly a lot of comfort for, for people who need emergency care. But we as Americans have a, an interesting role to play in the way that Magen David Dome saves lives in Israel, and then actually cycles back towards us here in the States. And let me explain what that means. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Magen David Dome in Israel is not a, um, a government-supported institution for its operations. So it doesn't get any money from, from the national government in Israel to fund its, its, its work, for the most part. 
So that means that it relies on the assistance of American donors, gen- the generosity of American donors to help fund its work and support uh, its operations and save lives. So as an American, let's say that MDA comes to me and says, you know, we're looking for support. I, you know, I'm, I'm happy to send a check. I know that that check will then go to Israel, our closest ally in the Middle East, our uh, our, our closest um, our closest friends in terms of our outlook on on democracy and and uh, a Western approach to to life. And we know that that money is going to save lives. What Magen Davida Dome then does, which is incredible when you really think about it, is it takes that knowledge and it takes those resources and it shares them back to the U.S. So we can talk about that a little more if you'd like, Dr. Carroll, but just to give you a sense of what that means, let me put it to you this way. It's a very cyclical kind of, of, um, of, of situation. So let's say American donors help Magen Davida Dome by um, financially. That money then goes to Israel, to Magen Davida Dome, which saves lives. The expertise and the knowledge that it has accumulated then comes back to us here in the States in the form of support and, and knowledge for first responders so that, for example, at the Boston Marathon attack in a, uh, about a year and a half or so ago, I'm sure you remember that, I'm sure all the listeners remember that horrible attack in Boston, the knowledge that the first responders used to save lives on the ground in Boston, a lot of that knowledge came from Magen Vita Dome. Because there's so much cross-pollination and so much dialogue happening between American first response agencies and Magen Davida Dome, that knowledge was used to come back and save lives in Boston. It's an incredible, phenomenal relationship that we as Americans have with Magen Davida Dome, and it's really critical to not just saving lives in Israel, but, but coming back to America and saving lives here as well. Yes, that's exactly. And, of course, um, it's also, I will talk uh, sometime later in the show about how um, Magen David Adom also saves lives, not not just in Israel, but all over, uh, like in Haiti and all the other different places where there are mass casualties, disasters. Um, Yanni, um, I'm interested in, uh, before we get into, you know, some of your experiences, uh, being involved in all the mass casualty incidents in in Israel and near in the Jerusalem region, um, you began uh, your tenure at MDA as a youth volunteer in 1975, and then an EMT, and then a paramedic, and then you know your current, and then director of MDA in Jerusalem, and then and now as the director of international affairs. So how when you were a um, when you before you became a youth volunteer. What was, you know, what was your evolution? Like, what were you, what were you thinking? <laughs> what, and particularly I'm interested in how you, where the mindset of someone who is willing to rush in um, when there is such overwhelming danger, where that comes from, uh, and, and what you were thinking and feeling when you, when you started out. Well, um, I think it's a, a little bit... Uh kind of uh, strange maybe because uh, in my teen years I studied in a musical high school in Jerusalem I was uh, interested in music and uh, like any and, and other things that uh, other people in my age group and uh, I met a friend 
who were, we were together at the scouts and we, before uh, moving from elementary school to high schools were in the same class. And he told me, you know what, I uh, am volunteering now in Magenda Vidadom. It was very shortly after the Yom Kippur War in 1973. And I told him, what do you mean? What are you doing? And he told me what is the, what the, the training and what the volunteers are doing. And it's a lot of fun. And there's action. And uh, everybody were happy. Well, I think we need to, I, I need to interrupt you, unfortunately, at this point. We will come back to it and you uh, after the break. We are um, talking today about so many lives to save so little time with my guests, Eric Levis and Yanni Yagodovsky. Um, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. You stay tuned. Uh, you will hear more wisdom, and this is ever more necessary each day. So stay tuned. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking to you today about so many lives to save so little time with expert lifesavers <laughs> um, in different capacities. Uh, Yanni Yagodovsky. And, who is the Director of International Affairs at Magen David Adom, and Eric Levis, who is the Communications Director at uh, the American Friends of Magen David Adom. And before the break, um, Yanni was talking about how he gave up his music career <laughs> to, uh, to um, sacrifice and become involved in uh, MDA in Israel. Well, uh, so my friend told me that it's, uh, there's a lot of fun, there's training, and uh, they go out on the ambulances, on siren, interesting cases, meaning exactly what a young person uh-huh. is looking for, action. Uh-huh. So, and that, uh, few, several months later, uh, the deputy director at that time of Magenda Vidadom in Jerusalem t- came to our school, spoke with us. And he was uh, strongly supported by the schoolmaster. He was a fantastic man anyhow. 
So I decided that I will go in the summer break to uh, and do a training in Magen David Adom, which I did at the summer of 1967. And uh, then, uh, let's say, the rules and regulations were a little bit more uh, easy. So because now you, uh, it takes time between training until you can start actual volunteering. There's a process of absorption and of additional training, etc. Mm-hmm. My time, it was much easier. I went to came to the station, uh, showed the, the, the certificate, and began to volunteer that summer. And one of the first uh, dramatic events that I was, were, was involved in was in that summer there was a a very bad uh, terror attack in the city center of Jerusalem at Zion Square where a booby-trapped refrigerator that was placed on the sidewalk near some of the stores exploded. Mm. And I was in a bus with a friend in the city center on our way to another place, and I saw all the commotions and the ambulances coming in, was dragged into the... the, uh, action and into the act and, and evacuated uh, several patients uh, in an ambulance. That was my first real hmm. encounter with the drama hmm. and not with what you call, we call, let's say, regular treatment of people who don't feel well and are sick and, and they need uh, medical attention and, and so on. Uh-huh. And that's it. And I think it uh, made its... Uh, Influence on and me. And you were hooked right from that dramatic day. I think I was hooked even a little bit before that, but it uh, came to my mind that people in my age at that time, I was 16, can make a difference using their expertise, knowledge, uh, enthusiasm. And uh, that was the beginning of my career. After my army service, I did other things. I was, but eventually came back to to uh, be uh, on uh, permanent uh, employee in Magen David Adom and and develop my career in the organization. So, what is it? What goes through your mind, and you know, through your mounting within the ranks? Um, you know, you've you've obviously talked for years with other people uh, involved in the organization on the front lines. What, what goes through your mind or what goes through their mind when, when there is this kind of uh, Christ, dangerous situation, I mean, even that, just that day, um, and you, something clicks where you decide that you're not going to protect yourself, you're going to run in and help other people? I think that there's a kind of a variety of, uh, of things. The main issue is that I know what to do. I have the knowledge. I have the skills. Uh, uh, slowly, but uh, very rapidly, or let's say gradually, I obtained additional knowledge and experience. And I know what to do. It's not only me. It's thousands of Israelis that... Uh, uh, are volunteering in Magenda Villadome, and, and throughout the years, it's generations and generations of volunteers and employees that uh, were able to be trained and, um, let's say, and give their time, energy, knowledge, 
to assist others in need. So the fact that I know what to do and I know that being me being in a certain situation, it doesn't have to be so dramatic. I mean, it can be a patient with a severe medical problem mm-hmm. and knowing how to assist him and knowing how to solve his problem or to prevent uh, uh, it getting worse is crucial, is important, and by the way, can be done by almost anybody. And this is what is so unique in the overall field of emergency medicine. There are guides and regulations, guidelines and regulations, and techniques and information and equipment, and people can assist one another. You can save a life with your bare hands, with minimum knowledge. And we know it because if people are trained how to assist people who are choking and not breathing or fainting or bleeding, it's simple life-saving maneuvers. We have a wonderful volunteer, Dr. Carroll, a a young woman in Los Angeles um, by the name of Daniela who uh, went to volunteer. She's American, lives in L.A., um, currently in in college, but, but she decided she wanted to volunteer in Israel. And before she went, she expressed a lot of doubt because she was really afraid of blood, right? She went there, and this speaks exactly to to Yoni's point, is that she found out that she could overcome that, that fear, that apprehension about seeing blood. And if she can, anyone can. It's really a universal um, possibility uh, for, for, for anyone to to go in and save a life. It's a, it's a truly incredible experience. And emergency medicine is, is something that I wish more people in America uh, could uh, volunteer for or work within. It's, it's truly a, an opportunity for everyone. Well, you know, okay, but I think both of you are being a little humble here um, because, because you know that, I mean, it's one thing to... Um, to transport and, and to help a person with, let's say, a heart attack or something. And it's another thing to run into either a, a tornado or a terrorist attack, like you were talking about the refrigerator. I mean, you, we know now that uh, more and more terrorist attacks uh, have, a two, have two parts to them. One is the original attack, and then the second part is to get the first responders who come to help the people from the first attack. So there is a kind of um, switch that has to be flipped that where you say, yes, I know that my life is in danger, but I care more about helping my fellow man or I care more about my country or um, I don't want to see terrorists win or something like that. Yes, I agree with you. You are right. There is an automatic, it, it becomes, let's say, an automatic transition in uh, your way of mind your way of thinking when you are getting and responding to an emergency, any emergency situation, and also a medical emergency situation. And by the way, if it it is more dramatic, so the transition is more dramatic, Mm -hmm. like a severe car accident, train accident, shooting, stabbing, uh, facing, okay, a dramatic event for a patient that has severe chest pain, but it is not dangerous for the, ta- the, uh, for the medical uh, provider. Right, I mean, right. Which is a completely different situation. And 
we train on people. We train them from basic training and we show them and explain to them and let them hear from the experience of others how to relate, how to work, how to respond. And at the same time, we are trying and doing our best to make sure that after each and every event, there will be a debriefing. Mm. We will speak about it and they will be able to ventilate and they will be able to express the view how they performed, what were the good, the strong parts, what were the weak parts on their behavior or on their peers' behavior. But I think it's more even into, it's kind of a cultural thing. Volunteerism in Israel is still a value and it's an important value. And we are in a, a very fortunate organization. We are an organization that is the biggest non-governmental voluntary organization in Israel. And we really do not have to, let's say, solicit volunteers to come and join us. Mm. They simply come and join us. Mm. And from all ages and from the, all the different parts of the Israeli society, including Arabs and Christians, and Jews, and Jews, and also within these groups, the varieties of within these groups, because we are a very strong organization. We have a very positive profile in the life of the Israelis and the mind of the Israelis. And people, and we, by the way, invest a lot in the training and in the social uh, atmosphere of our employees and volunteers in order to make sure that they know that they are needed and they are doing shifts and are uh, uh, part of the even the management of the organization just to make sure that in time of need we they will be there not for the sake of the organization of Magenda Vidadom but for the sake of the people that need now their professional assistance so then I think there are many layers that are attached to it. These, the, mm. let's say, the, maybe the altruistic uh, reason, and there's the social reason, and there's the professional reason, and the culture, and, and, and etc., that is, uh, uh, that's, I know how to say it, is, is, is uh, generating this type of response, even knowing that you are now taking calculated risk in, risks in order to help others. Uh-huh. Yes, and would the world only, would there only be more people <laughs> doing that in the world? We wouldn't be having some of the problems we're having. Um, well, Eric, what, what about you? You, um, you know, you were uh, born in America <laughs> and um, studied broadcast journalism and then went to uh, the Hebrew University of Jerusalem. So what was your uh, route to becoming involved as you are with American Friends of MDA? Well, I, I think I'm, I'm one, of the, one of those that uh, is a, a first responder in, 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 in dream only, I think. I, <laughs> I, I never quite made it uh, far enough, and, which is part of the reason why I do what I do in, in some ways. Um, as, as someone who works in a fundraising capacity to, to assist and support Magen David Dome um, thousands of miles away, part of what motivates me and part of what motivates our organization, American Friends of Magen David Dome and my colleagues, is um, 
we really wish we had the capacity to save lives in the same way that, that people like Yoni do. Huh. And uh, we, we, we do our best, as, with the best we can with what we know how to do. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's a very interesting, <laughs> a very interesting point. It's true that everyone goes with their strengths and and still to uh, help the people who are in need. Well, we need to take another break. I always hate when the breaks come because it's always so interesting <laughs> when we're in the middle of talking. But we will re- be right back. We're talking today about so many lives to save so little time with my guests. Um, from American Friends of uh, Magan Davida Dome, Eric Levis, and Yanni Yagodovsky, the Director of International Affairs at, in Israel at Magan Davida Dome. So stay tuned. Uh, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and we'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about so many lives and so little, so many lives to be saved in so little time. Um, and it occurred to me during the break that I probably should mention for those of you who haven't heard me um, talk about this before, but I am on the board of um, American Friends of Magen Davida Dome in Los Angeles. So I have, this is especially near and dear to my heart. This is not just a, uh, you know, a random topic um, that, that I think we all need to, to know about, but um, also, uh, you know, this is something that I feel very dedicated to as a physician, um, you know, wanting to help in some way. Uh, as Eric was starting to say, we each kind of do what we can from, uh, from, from where we come from. So, Eric, you were kind of in the middle before we took the break, so why don't you continue? Well, I was just going to mention that I think my approach, my mentality, my personal experience with this organization mirrors you know, the, the experiences of many Americans. And when you think about an organization like Megan DeVita Dome, how else could you think that you could be helpful? You know, there, there's, there, there aren't very many things you can say um, to combat the notion that by supporting Megan DeVita Dome, you're saving lives. 
That's the bottom line. This is an organization anyone and everyone can rally behind. It's a it's a mission that anyone and everyone should rally behind. We, you know, and by we I mean Magen David Dome because I, I do feel connected to the to the mission and, and to the family and, and certainly to Yoni. Um, but this is an organization that saves Christian lives, Jewish lives, Muslim lives. It it doesn't matter. It's an apolitical organization, and for many Americans, that's important. Um, the politics of the Middle East um, are far away, both physically and psychologically and, and mentally. But you really can't argue with saving lives. That's the bottom line. That's what this organization does. And I'm sure it spoke to you, Dr. Carroll, and it speaks to a lot of our supporters here in, in the States. You can't argue with saving lives. It's part of the reason why I signed up with this organization to, to work as a professional. It's part of the motivation for, uh, for so many of our supporters and, and donors. Yes. And I want to um, read a couple of um, uh, statistics about um, Megan Davida Dome that I think blow people away. Um, there are, uh, as, and Yanni, you were kind of alluding to this, there are 13,000 volunteers um, in MDA. It's the largest, uh, Israel's largest volunteer non-governmental organization. 13,000, that's like staggering. Uh, there are 1,800 paid emergency medical staff, two medevac helicopters, which I don't know, when I read that, that sort of bothered me. I Don't you need more? We need to raise money for more. Well, regarding the well, all the numbers of employees and volunteers are correct, and 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 uh, significant because, especially the volunteers, because Magen David Adam is a, as 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 stated, is a volunteer-based organization. Without the daily activities of the volunteers, we won't be able to carry out our daily missions and our daily needs and our daily routines, needless to say, in emergency situations. Regarding helicopters, it's um, uh, first, there is a unique system in Israel that Magen David Adom is part of the emergency response system in Israel that involves the police, the fire department, the, the Israeli defense forces, certain units in the Israeli defense forces, the hospitals, the municipalities, etc. Uh, the two helicopters that Magen David Adom is activating is a joint pro, uh, venture between Magen David Adom and Lahak Aviation, which is an Israeli aviation company that was willing to uh, buy and, and, and activate two uh, medical helicopters. They are in charge of all the, let's say, flight uh, uh, measures, and we are providing the trained uh, aviation paramedic and all the advanced life support, life-saving equipment. And they are, uh, one is stationed up in the north of Israel, near Tiberias, in the northern periphery of Israel, and the second one is northern to Beersheba in the southern periphery of Israel, in order to provide and mainly shorten the evacuation time of critically injured or critically ill patients from the periphery to medical centers uh, in Israel. And that's the, these two helicopters. So it's an emergency and business-like perspective. We uh-huh. wish that the, we will be able to activate a third one uh, in the future, but it's not a, a donation for that, or maybe for the medical equipment, not for the helicopters. In addition to that, mm-hmm. the Israeli Def- uh, 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 Air Force has 
a special unit that deal with search and rescue and medical evacuation, mm-hmm. and if needed, we activate them. Mm-hmm. By the way, many of the paramedics that are doing the reserve time in that unit are again the Vida volunteer uh, uh, mm. paramedics. Mm. They do the reserve time, and it's part, as I mentioned, of the Israeli emergency response system. And there are, uh, Magen David Adom in Israel has more than a thousand ambulances, but every year a hundred to a hundred and twenty of them need to be replaced because of wear and tear. And then you have a hundred and eighty medicycles, uh, medical emergency motor ba- bikes, which is interesting. What, what does one carry on a, I mean, you can't carry very much equipment on a medicycle. What are those used for mostly? Well, the, the medicycles uh, are a three-wheel three uh, mo- uh, motorbike, uh, two wheels in the front, one at the back uh, for better stability, and they carry a, a medical kit with uh, uh, oxygen, uh, manual ventilators, first aid kits, IV solutions, and an AED. Uh, we mainly activate them in the big cities, Mm. Because traffic is a problem, uh. and ambulances are fighting with the traffic. Uh, they're all, all the people who are uh, activating these motorbikes are all volunteers, who that in addition to their daily routines and work and so on, take their motorbike and parking near their house, near their business, near their shop, near their office. And if there is a need, huh. through a command and control system that detects everybody through GPS... We can send them to respond to medical emergencies in the immediate, uh, let's say, radius of, of, uh, of uh, response, hmm. parallel to sending the ambulance or the mobile intensive care unit. So they usually arrive within three, four minutes, begin to treat the patients, report back uh, according to the uh, situation of the patient, and are joined with the ambulance team or the mobile intensive care unit uh, to continue the treatment. Uh, They are part of 3,000 volunteers that are part of a unique unit that we call them the first responders unit. These are advanced uh, or senior emergency medical technicians and paramedics and even a few doctors that carry Magendavidado medical kits in the private cars have beepers and, and uh, uh, GPS-activated uh, uh, cell phones, and they are on call 24 hours a day throughout the country. We should have that here. <laughs> that would be very useful in New York or even Los Angeles where the traffic is, like, unbelievably bad. Um, well, we, we are willing to share our experience. Uh, we have a lot of experience in activating volunteers. It's not simple. Mm-hmm. to activate mm-hmm. volunteers. Uh, they should be happy. They should know that they are needed. And uh, we are willing to share our experience and give our hints and tips uh, to anybody who wants to activate volunteers. Mm-hmm. Again, if we can do it, others can. And it's a simple like a decision to do it and slowly to build a, f- a workforce of volunteers Volunteerism in America exists, and we know it. There are many EMS responding agencies in small communities and so on that are based on volunteers in America. And I know 
plenty mm-hmm. of them. Uh, so it can be done. Yes, and, and as I always tell my patients or tell people on this show or uh, wherever I can, that how important it is not only because of the work that the volunteers do, you know, to help other people, but to help themselves. It, it, it does such enormous, um, it makes such an enormous difference for the volunteers themselves to have that feeling of uh, being useful and that life is, is worthwhile. And, you know, it's so easy to get uh, pessimistic and cynical with everything that's in the news. And yet, you know, if you do volunteer, whether it's Magen David Adom or, or some other organization that you feel a, a passion for, um, it's just so important to have that as part of your daily life. It is extremely rewarding, extremely rewarding. It's add another value to life. Yes, absolutely. Now, what about, um, I understand that you do uh, national em- emergency drills and you prepare for biological and chemical weapons, as part MDA does in Israel? Yeah, well, it's, again, we, we are uh, taking part in, nas- in the, we are partners of the National Preparedness of the State of Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there are, ev- all along the year, there are national exercises or regional or local exercises between the responding agencies in order to check various scenarios, to learn from scenarios that we didn't really were exposed to. And this is kind of an enigma. The, the things that you know, you know how to react. The things that you haven't experience are something that you have to train for again and again just in case it will happen so you will know what to do. And since we are an organization of about 15,000 people, we need to make sure that all of them will be exposed to a variety of exercises, scenarios, and so on, working with the Israeli police and the firefighters and with the, with the army in certain manners and with the municipalities and social services and other agencies and, of course, the hospitals to make sure that if something will happen, the response will be in the best level and the highest manner that one can provide. Because, again, some people will suffer from that, and we would like to reduce suffering and, if possible, save as many people as possible, including what we call non-conventional threats, whether it is from industrial accidents or transportation accidents or warfare. Well, you know, um, one of the things that I'll ask you when we come back, because it's another break time, um, is how... The, the, the dilemma of um, providing more of that kind of information to the general public when um, it could be something that could be used by enemies um, to, who now know how we will respond, um, which kind of segues into uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about what's going to be happening in Los Angeles on Sunday, June 22nd, and, and that is um, a place where people will be able to get information about earthquake preparedness and other kind of preparedness. So we'll talk more about that when we come back. Um, we are listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guests are Eric Levis and Yanni Yagodovsky. We're talking about Magen David Adom and um, various emergencies and preparedness and um, what, what would you do? 
because we all think, oh, this is never going to happen to me. So stay tuned and you'll hear more. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, uh, talking with you today about so many lives to save, so little time, with my guest, um, Eric Levis. And communications Director at American Friends of Magan David Adom and Yanitan Yagasdovsky, the Director of International Affairs at Magan David Adom in Israel. Um, I, I want to talk about, I, I asked a question before the break, and I'd like that to, if you can both segue from that, from the answer to that, <laughs> to um, the event that we're going to be having on Sunday, June 22nd, this coming Sunday, uh, in Los Angeles at Skirball Center. And I'll give you a website to go to at the end of the show, too. But it's going to be an emergency preparedness event and community blood drive with an ambulance dedication at 11 a.m. Three um, ambulances are going to be uh, donated by Paul and Vera Guerin, three mobile ICU ambulances. Those are the super souped-up ambulances. So there's going to be a uh, dedication ceremony first at 11 o'clock. And then from 12 to 3... There will be all an unbelievable array of booths um, where people will represent all different um, aspects of emergency preparedness, and they will be able to help you not just with earthquake but all kinds of uh, disaster preparedness. And um, there's also at the Skirball Center there is a Noah's Ark exhibit, which I love how that is coinciding with this. Emergency preparedness. It's about saving Noah saved animals on the ark, and you guys are saving people. <laughs> That's right. So, um, so to just kind of, you know, what about that sort of thorny issue of, I mean, it's not an issue with earthquakes, but it's an issue when it's a terrorist attack, you know, especially talking about bioterrorism and chemical, um, you know, nuclear, all that kind of stuff. Um, how much of the population do you want to know what to do or how much information do you want to give out about all of that that isn't going to come back and, and you know, be used by enemies? 
Well, in Israel, according to the regulations, the Israeli army, by the uh, um, Home Front Command, are uh, assigned to prepare the Israeli population through the uh, additional agencies and especially the uh, municipalities, regional and local councils. Uh, and the ER pre- preparedness exercises in schools uh, simulating a variety of scenarios, by the way, including earthquakes, and I will also relate to that uh, uh, in a minute. People should know what are the dangers that are ahead of them. If you know what is the danger, even though it's intimidating, at the same time you know and you prepare yourself how to react. And we learned very clearly about it during the Gulf War in '91. And that potential second episode that happened several years later, and the Israeli population have acted completely differently when they knew what to expect, Mm. when they knew how, what kind of assistance the authorities will be able to give them, what not to expect from the authorities. And Israel is a modern country, is a Western country. We are used to have electricity all the time, running water, sewage, services, the paper is delivered to your home, and you go to the grocery store, you always have milk and, 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 and bread and everything. In s- extreme situation, that will be a problem. And we are trying very hard, everybody, to train the population and prepare them for extreme situations. By the way, one of them are earthquakes. And Israel, in addition to the I call it domestic problems that we have with the neighbors, okay. is also on a seismic, an active seismic fault line. The Syrian-African uh, fault line along the Jordan Valley, the, the, the Dead Sea and the Gulf of uh, Elat is an, a seismic area. And uh, we fortunately did not experience a big major earthquake. We had several smaller ones, as you can say, and there are things that we are learning from others, including from our Americans and from other countries, and this is why we, if needed, then we can, we are going to assist other countries in need, like after the big earthquake in Haiti or the tsunami in Southeast Asia, not only to assist others, but to learn and to know how to react in case something will happen in Israel. Mm. And it's not, again, it's not only Magendavidadom. It's Mm -hmm. all the responding agencies, because if it will happen and when it will happen, and this is something that you can never know when it will happen, the system in Israel, the Israeli society, will be ready better. And we do have a lot of lacks in that, especially in things that we didn't experience. Mm -hmm. How do you you prepare your families for for a a traumatic, catastrophic event like an earthquake. You know, I think we all think about these kinds of things, Dr. Carroll, and what do we do with our kids? How do, we, how do we get them ready? What do we tell them? What do we do with the cats and dogs? How do we address all of these issues? It's, um, it's something that in Los Angeles, for example, you mentioned the event in, in L.A. on Sunday, it's something that families discuss, and sometimes they don't have the answers and they need to find those answers. And to Yoni's point, preparedness is really the key to ensuring 
safety for your loved ones, um, whether that's a human or, or a pet or a friend or, or anyone. And that's what we're trying to do with this event on Sunday at the Skirball Center in Los Angeles. It's speaking to a larger, a larger issue, a larger relationship that Magen Vida Dome and we as Americans have, all of us together. There's a knowledge transfer and a learning opportunity for everyone involved, which is why this event on Sunday is going to be so important because it's Magen Vida Dome that's leading the charge in a way but our partners, and we have 50 community partners who are, who are helping us teach the community what to do in, a, in, a, in the event of the big one. Uh, American Red Cross will be there. Children's Hospital will be there. Cedars-Sinai will be there. All kinds of organizations, all kinds of emergency response institutions will be there to teach and to be taught. And that's what this is all about. It's a community of life-saving, um, life-saving efforts all in the interest of saving lives at, at even the most basic level. You and me walking around in the street, what do we do? How do we react? How do we help someone if the opportunity arises in a, in a situation like that? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it is very... People tend to um, be afraid of, of finding out because they're, they're afraid of... Well, it's about mortality. They're afraid of death. They're afraid they're not going to be able to... Uh, that being prepared isn't going to be able to save their lives. And, of course, that's not true. But um, it's overcoming this, this fear to, to be able to let people know the information that they need that will keep them safe. I mean, we, we prepare for everything some, in our lives, just not as much this kind of stuff as I think we'd like as, as Americans. We prepare our children for grade school by sending them to preschool at age two and a half. We prepare our high school students for college by sending them to SAT or ACT courses when they're 12, 13, 14 years old. Uh, we're prepa- we prepare for a lot of things in America. This is an issue, emergencies, an emergency preparedness I wish we could do more of, and that's part of the motivation to get this major event off the ground in Los Angeles, and we'd love to see more of these kinds of, uh, of activities happening all over the country, whether it's dealing with the threat of hurricanes in, in, in Florida, for example, or uh, perhaps tornadoes. We're seeing a lot of unsteady and, and threatening weather in, in the Midwest, in the Plain States. How do we deal with that? And that doesn't necessarily mean that Magen Vida Dome has the answer, but it certainly has something to contribute to the conversation. And certainly a lot more of the answers than any other organization, and that's why it's been so important that you've been sharing this So I want to give you a scoop, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, and coming from an Israeli is very tricky. We do not know everything. <laughs> oh, and don't there ruin are things that. that we have to learn. And, and, well, and earthquake preparedness is one of them. Well, yes, you certainly know a lot, and people need to know this, and you can find out all of this. My guests, uh, Eric Levis and um, Yanni uh, Yagodovsky, are going to be there on Sunday. You can meet them. Um, they will be uh, at this event, the Emergency Preparedness Event, and you can find out more about the event. Again, it's, it starts at 11 o'clock at the Skirball Center in Los Angeles, and you can go to um, a website to find out more about it, either uh, AFMDA, which stands for American Friends of Magen Davida Dome, AF 
as in frankmda.org, or if it's easier to, uh, to see this, it's, you can go to the same website, redstarforisrael.org, redstarfor, that's F-O-R, israel.org. Both of those um, will get you to a website that will also include information about the Sunday event. And um, yes, you know, as Yanni humbly said, you, you may not know everything about everything, but certainly a lot more than most people know. And a lot of this will be available to you at this event. It's, uh, it's only $5 in advance, $10 at the door, and it's free if you uh, are a blood donor and their families. It will be a community blood drive as well. I was talking about how good it feels to volunteer. Well, this is a way that you can volunteer uh, right away this Sunday. So thank you both for being guests on the show. You were fabulous. Thank you, Dr. Carol. Thank you. And, um, you know, this is just... This is just so, so important, and as I started off the show by saying, it's getting more important every day. And instead of us uh, hiding underneath our sheets in bed, pulling the covers up over our head, we need to get out there and find out, you know, as much as we can to be prepared. So thank you again, and um, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.